Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is to come across your airwaves and thank God for Fridays. And I, I know a lot of us in the ministry and stuff, Fridays is where we start winding up, man. But uh, uh, I, I hope that this uh, broadcast finds you well. I hope you're doing really well out there. I want to take this opportunity. Thank you for being part of this podcast. We've had Pastor Stephen Huffman from Morningside Baptist Church hanging out with us and the outreach pastor, kind of the pastor that has changed my life over and over again, helping me find people and locate things. As a matter of fact, before he leaves today, he doesn't know this, but he's going to help me find a secretary here. And uh, But God has been good to us. And uh, uh, I want to thank you, Pastor Huffman. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Brother Doug, to be back with you this week. Yeah. So uh, Pastor Huffman took the last couple of days and he ended up sharing his testimony and what a testimony it is. So many of us go through things and we think we're all alone. We think we're the only ones. And uh, uh, God is so good and so great that he reminds us sometimes that there's people like Pastor Huffman who, who've been down that road we're going through, who've already climbed those mountains and those hills and people like that, as he quoted yesterday out of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, to help others go through stuff, to, uh, to be able to come up alongside of them. I think a lot of healing is in helping other people. Uh, I, think, I think it's a great thing to know that Aubrey is in heaven right now. And there's another great thing that came out of this, and it's terrible. I wish she would have grew up with her mom and dad here on earth. But there's another great piece out of that that they can bank on, they can trust on. God's going to use this terrible thing in their lives to help his people. And uh, I'm yeah. thankful for that, brother. Yeah, God, God doesn't waste our pain. Yeah, that's right. And that's good news, folks. That's really good news. So right now we're on this word called justification. And we know that justification is what Christ did on the cross for us to justify us. And, you know, a sinner is declared righteous by what Christ did on that cross. And, and uh, it's a pretty wonderful thing when we look at that word justification and we think about it from a theological or a personal standpoint that being justified in Titus 3, 7 by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. What Christ Christ did for us, the justification that took place allows us to be saved and join heirs. Praise God. We get to go to heaven, Pastor. And what are you thinking of that word justified? It, it makes us, it declares us as being right with God. Um, I need that. It's a, it's, I need it, that declaration. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a legal idea. Um, it's uh, everything has been satisfied to make us right with God. Uh, the debt's been paid. We are declared righteous through Jesus Christ. What uh, a friend of mine wrote um, the uh, the song "His Robes for Mine." Yeah, and, and really, Chris, I love that song. Chris Anderson, he and I were college roommates. Uh, wow, together, at, and he wrote that song "His Robes for Mine." And if you think about it, really, uh, we exchanged. He took my sin, and I got his righteousness, and I'm declared. Wow. I'm declared righteous now before God because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. 
Praise God. I, I'm so glad to know that uh, Christ still saves old sinners. I know it sounds like an old gospel song for those of you around, but he still does. He's still saving sinners today. Uh, five-year-old down there in Albany, Georgia, uh, uh, 31-year-old over at Fort Bliss, Texas. God's still saving folks. He's, and uh, he's still in the saving business. Uh, one that long ago, uh, you know, people joining our church, people getting baptized. Uh, last, we were back six, eight weeks ago. I think we saw a baptism take place here, which made us real happy. And, yeah, Lord willing, <clears throat> on November the 6th, our Spanish minister, we, we're a multilingual ministry at Morningside. Yeah, praise God. And uh, Lord willing, our Spanish minister is going to have nine folks get baptized on November the 6th. And we're going to join with them, our English ministry, and have communion with them and support their believers that are following the Lord and believers' baptism. So, Boy, that's a cool thing. Uh, so It's about uh, yeah. making disciples of Jesus Christ and being justified following uh, in obedience to him. Yeah. So, you know, there's not only multi-language, there's multiple English languages in that auditorium. I want to share that with you. We got Yankees sitting there next to deep South guy. And, uh, it wasn't that long ago. I was sitting next to someone from Australia. I don't think they're members. I had never seen him before, but I was really having a hard time understanding that. Yeah, well, I'm from the South. So good to have y'all with us. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. use the word y'all. Yeah. And he parked his car right out front here, not in Harvard yard, but listen, we're, we're thrilled. If you get to our area, we'd be super uh, thankful. If you did stop by Morningside Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina on Pelham Road, you can't miss it. Drive right on down and be part of that. Uh, as we continue to move forward here, we've been in this uh, 27th proverb, and we are just going to wrap up the 27th proverb and just talk back and forth of what's going on here and what's dealing. We find those verses 23 through 27. And be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well on the herds. For riches are not forever, and doth the crown endure to every generation? The hay appeareth, and the tender grass showeth itself, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered. The lambs are for thy clothing, and the goats the price of the field. And thou shalt have goat's milk enough for thy food, for thy food of thy household, and thy maintenance for thy maidens. And uh, man, is going a lot. It's telling us to attend those animals out there to take care of things. Money's not going to be around forever. Riches aren't forever, folks. And, uh, and, and let's have some diligent leadership. Let's do the right things. Let's use those lambs for clothing. You know, you can get a couple things out of lambs. You can get clothing out of their wool and things of that nature. Uh, then you can go ahead and eat them. Praise God. And you got that goat. I'm not a goat milk person. Are you a goat milk person? Uh, I'm an almond milk person. Yeah. Well, see, that's uh, and, good. And the reason for the almond milk is just to reduce calories. Yeah. And, um, so that, that's what I've kind of resorted to for my cereals, put some almond milk in it. You know, and, and so we're both kind of at that place, folks, where we both lost a lot of weight. I was 290, 290 something. I don't know. Uh, and uh, couldn't walk. You know, I was using a cane. Uh, I had foot surgery. My foot wasn't getting better. Went to the doctor. Still remember the doctor, a podiatrist down here in Greenville, South Carolina. He operated on my foot. and It wasn't getting better. I went in my four-week appointment, and I'm still walking with a cane. My foot's hurt. And I looked at the doctor, and I said, doctor, why am I not getting better? And I'll never forget what he said to me. I don't think you're allowed to do this. I don't think he learned this in medical school. All right? It's not part of his Hippocratic oath. But he looked at me and said, you're a fat slob. And uh, <laughs> he was blunt, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he prompted that 90 pounds of weight loss that happened over the next months. And, uh, and I'm so thankful for that. Uh, but so we look at taking care of ourselves. Our health isn't always going to be there. Our, our bodies are, are going to let us down. But talking in this particular case, riches aren't forever. 
And uh, we got to take care of our flocks and herds. We don't want them dying. We don't want wolves getting them. We don't want people coming and hurting them. We want to make sure we care for them. We honor them. People get this all wrong. God's people take care of the animals and things they eat. Uh, we, we don't ever hurt them. We care for them. We give them the best life possible. We take care of our herds. We want them to be happy and healthy and, and uh, uh, making little goats and bigger goats and, and oxen and, and, and things of that nature and whatever the case may be. And uh, uh, I think, you know, when God's talking about, when he's reminding us that what we do with our resources is very important. Yeah, we've got a. I think when you look at this group of verses together, it's really saying, yeah. Your riches won't last forever, so be wise now to prepare for the lean years ahead. Yeah. Like, and and I am definitely not an economist, but it, it does look like our economy is headed into uh, uh, some tough times ahead. We're already there. Inflation yeah. is high. It could get worse uh, in the next you know months ahead. So we would be wise to prepare for that. And I'm I'm a practical kind of guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share some practical ideas of, yeah. of preparing for the future. And I mean, one of those things is, you know, take a look at your expenses. Are, are you, are you overspending in some areas and you maybe need to cut back. You need to, <clears throat> maybe there's some subscription you signed up for and you forgot that it's charging your credit card every month and, and you need to like, Hey, I, I don't need that. I can get rid of that. And you cut 50 here and a hundred there and 200 there. And by the time you realize it's like, wow, I, I kind of needed to shore up a little bit my riches because they're not going to last forever. Times are going to get a little tighter and I need to be prepared for those lean years. Yeah. And uh, you, you think there's a biblical example of Joseph doing this. And he knew <clears throat> that Egypt was going to be experiencing seven years of plenty. He, he read that dream, man. He translated it. Yeah. yeah. And, but then after those seven years of plenty, we're going to be seven lean years. And so he used those seven plenteous years to really store up and to prepare for those, those lean years. Uh, you look at the book of Proverbs and in other places, it says, go to the ant, thou slugger, consider there are ways which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, you know, she's, the ant is preparing. And, you know, so uh, this is not a financial podcast, but the, the Bible does speak to our finances. Yeah. And we need to prepare for the future and be, um, be wise with and be uh, diligent. Yeah, and get the a, diligence. Get a savings, get a, you know, get a $1,000 emergency fund. Get a three to six month living, you know, if, if you lose your job. Yeah. You know, so don't yeah. live right on the edge where, you know, if you lose your job, you can't eat next week. Right. And so w- with our transition that we talked about this week in the podcast, we had transitioned from a ministry and God had allowed me when I was in the army to sock money away in a, uh, in a retirement account. And we socked money. Debbie, Debbie actually went and got a job when the kids got older and we were able to get in Christian school and when we were in the army. And I socked money away every single month because we, you know, people owned homes and we're building equity and all that. And we wanted to have something to buy a home. So we socked money away and socked money away as much as we could. And boy, 2001 came, we lost a bunch of that money and then it kind of built itself back up. And we owned a house in Virginia, then we sold that, moved down here. We bought a short sale. God was so good to us. We saved like $100,000. You know, when we closed on this house, uh, the appraisal it said we were very conservative appraisal. We made $89,000. The lawyer said they never had anybody above $10,000 over. And that day we 
$89,000 in equity became ours when we closed on the house. I never forgot how God was so good to us. Well, then we had that transition a few years ago, and that money had been sitting out there. And in my mind, I'm thinking, boy, there's a presidential change coming. You know, our investments are high again like they were before 2001. I said, honey, we can take this out and pay off our house. Mm-hmm. We didn't owe a lot because we had money we had brought down from the other house. And God allowed us to do that. So God allowed us. It was almost to the dime, brother. Wow. We were almost able to take the money out. It was almost to the dime on what we had to write our check for the bank for. Mm. I think we had 15 more cents in our retirement account uh, than we owed on this house the day we got the check. Yeah. And, and God God provides for us in different ways. Yeah. And it, I, I want to... Uh, jump to another little area of preparing for the future, but we'll catch that right after the break. We'll be right back, folks. Hang with us. Thanks for hanging there with us. Pastor was just getting at a point. He was telling us a little bit more about preparing for the future. Go ahead, dear brother. Yeah, I think not only do we need to financially prepare for the future, but we also need to legally prepare uh, for the future. You know, we talked yesterday about preparing for end of life, you know, your funeral plans. But there are some legal things that you would be wise to do as you you consider the state of your flock, as you look over your your assets, and, you know, how are you going to protect those? What's going to happen to them when you die? Yeah. Do you do you have a will? Do you have a trust? What what about any medical directives? Uh, who who can make medical decisions uh, for you? You know, and families can be torn apart when there's not good. Yeah, that's good, right. Good planning uh, when there's not a clear understanding of what's going to happen. Um, so I, I would encourage you to you know reach out to a lawyer and get some of your legal legal affairs in order. Um, so not, not just considering what's going to happen this next year, but what's going to happen 20 years from now, 25 years from now, or whenever the Lord calls you home and think in terms of, of transfer of assets, think in terms also of maybe supporting God's work. You know, maybe you've accumulated a million dollars or half a million dollars and, you know, well, would God have you use that to be a blessing to a ministry like Wounded Spirits or to your local church or to some Christian college or some ministry that has been a blessing to your family. So, you know, how would God have you prepare for the future and further his kingdom, uh, even in that, in the way you prepare uh, for the future and, you know, medical directives and power of attorney. And, you know, you can really spare yourself some expense. You need to get through. Yeah. Some frustration uh, and your family frustration by having the proper legal documents in store. I'm a real practical kind of guy. So, uh, Brother Doug may have not have thought, well, wow, this is what we're going to talk about. End of, no, no, end I'm of glad. And legal I, documents. And, I, uh, I'm sitting here thinking this is a good thing. You know, a yeah. prudent man foreseeth the yeah. evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on. And, 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 you know, I hate to say it, but in the things of death, when you leave, man, families can get evil. Families can get weird. You want everything right in order. You want to be that prudent man. Yeah. that says, this is my executor, this goes to whomever, this goes to whomever, lay out exactly what's going to people, there's no gray areas, there's no people fighting over things, uh, there's no people who feel let down, or whatever the case may be, um, I know we've done that in our house, you know, everything's obviously going to our kids, 
And uh, uh, I thought I was on the list, Brother Doug. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, brother. I'm not getting anything. No, no, not this time. Not this time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe in heaven. I don't know. If okay. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll be in the New Jerusalem or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe God will allow me to give you a shed or something. I find okay. out back. Great. I, I don't know. Uh, but I think it's I think it's significant. I should say this to you. So I, I, we, we planted a church up in New York, pastored only for a short time. Most of our ministry has been, uh, you know, working uh, as a missionary with, with ministries, with churches and with people and, and things of that nature. But I will say this, I've been involved in a lot of situations uh, where there's been executors and not sure where money's going and people go into crazy mode. Mm-hmm. I know people that have burned up $90,000 of a $200,000 uh, estate fighting, yeah. you know, fighting the lawyers of the state, fighting each other and ended up with less money than they were getting anyway, just trying to prove a point. So I guess what pastor Huffman saying resonated with me because I've been the guy sitting in the room watching these things happen. And I'm like, what is everybody doing? You know, you can leave your money to whomever you choose to leave your money to, but be, have that executor set up, have those things set up exactly. That way nobody can find them. There's no loopholes where someone can come in. And, you know, uh, so I think that's a real serious thing. And I think the Bible's talking about our riches are not forever too. So as we're, as we're looking at these verses and we need to take care of what we do have. And so from a very practical side, pastor mentioned a, a few podcasts ago, we had to make an appointment for his daughter's oil change. It's a good idea to get your oil change. It's a good idea to stay on top of the needs of your cars. You know, people can say what I want about my cars, but I take care of them. If somebody buys a used car from me, I guarantee you they're getting at least as good of a used car as they'll get anywhere in the world. I mean, if there's a little dent that shows up immediately fixed, I do the oil changes. I do exactly what the dealership tells me to do because I want that car when I turn the key to start. I'm driving uh, an hour and 20 minutes here in a couple hours to go teach and then have a night session and uh, uh, a revival service. And I want to be able to turn the key and have everything ready to go. I don't want to have to double. So take care of your vehicles. Take care of your house. And one of the important things, we just put new stair treads in a house. Uh, We had carpet on there not too long ago. That might have been more helpful when I fell today to have the carpet. But uh, uh, I do know this, that we try to take care of our home. We try to stay on top of the heating and cooling systems. And we have a homeowner's warranty. And if something goes, we're we're not slammed. You know, we had an air conditioning system changed in the backyard for a deductible you know, because we have American first-time homeowners, you know. So do we pay money? Yeah, we pay 90 bucks a month. But you know what? When someone comes in and puts in a $9,000 air conditioner and you pay your deductible fee, you feel pretty good about yourself. When you throw in less than a $100 bill to a guy and he's taking away your old unit and the neighbor says, did you pay the 12 grand like I did for mine? And we're like, no, we, we have a warranty. So being prudent, looking out for things, putting things in order, making the right decisions, taking care of your animals, taking care of your cars, taking care of your homes, taking care of your children. Now, when I was a kid, I grew up in a house, we couldn't afford to go to the dentist and stuff. And I said, you know, honey, we've got dental insurance in the army. There's some deductibles, but my kids are going to be in the dentist at least twice a year. They're going to get their teeth clean. I don't care if we pay for one of them. I want them, you know, Daniel wore braces. I want that taken care of. I want them their physicals at the doctor. I want to take care of things. Yeah, you, I, you mentioned something, Brother Doug. Uh, yeah. And I don't want to mention a name and be, yeah. you know, cause um, ill to their name, but I'm aware of a situation yeah. where someone passed away fairly suddenly, but in hindsight's 2020, apparently there were some signs that something was going on. And uh, can I encourage you, if you're a man listening to this podcast, Yeah, maybe you're you're ignoring going to the doctor, you know, men don't go to the doctor, and 
can I encourage you? Maybe you need to go get it checked out. Maybe yeah. you need to find out what, why am I so tired right now? What's what, why am I, why am I experiencing this symptom or that symptom? Don't push it off. You know, if you can catch it early, you know, you're, you're looking well to your own health. Yeah. You know, not just the car out in the driveway, but the, the body, the body that got the temple. Is, yeah. the temple of the Lord. Yeah. And, and that really shows love to your family and to your kids and to your grandkids by saying, you know what, I'm going to try to take care of myself, take the medicine I need to take and see the doctor when I need to see the doctor and an and, ounce of prevention, you know? So I, I, I definitely don't know the full situation for, yeah, for, this, for this situation, but it's, yeah. it's possible that if, if they had been a little more preventative care, yeah. that they could have caught something earlier and possibly avoided, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, folks, sometimes you just got to go to the doctor. So, and if you're feeling off, go to the walk-in clinic. I know some people don't have the greatest of insurances. We got a walk-in clinic here. We had uh, some people staying with us not that long ago. He didn't feel that well. Uh, it was a $120 bill. I said, listen, I got it. You know, they went there and I think it was $40 for their medicine or something. And two days later, they felt great. And, you know, that, that thing could have, that strep throat could have turned into a gazillion other things. But, you know, he went in and told the doctor, listen, I don't have insurance. My buddy's paying for this appointment. Doctor looked in his throat and said, I don't have to do a strep test to see that you have strep throat. Yeah. You know, here's a bottle of antibiotics. Good luck to you. So for 160 bucks, this guy's all right. Didn't turn into a staph infection. Yeah. You know, didn't ruin his life. Gave him a month's worth of antibiotics, the world's cheapest antibiotics or whatever, because he was up front with him. I don't have a lot of money. And the guy said, you know, penicillin's real cheap. I'll give you a whole month's worth. You're probably only going to need a couple of weeks, but I don't want you to worry about giving another 160 to come see me. Yeah. And, uh, or 120. So I, I think it's important that we take care of ourselves. We take care of our kids. Take care of your relationships. It's being a steward. Yeah. That, that's what it is. God has given us our bodies. He's given yeah. us our cars, our homes, our And all these things. And, and we're, we're stewarding it for God's honor. And, it's, and, and honestly, truthfully, it, it's like being a good husband, being a good wife. You know, when we take care of our spouse, so many more things are, are lovely and nice and joyful and uh, I met a friend of mine one time. He said, you know, I haven't talked to my wife in a month. I'm just sick and tired of her. I said, how's that working out, you know, from a relationship? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. You know, you're living in a house with somebody. God's given you this relationship. You work on it, man. Yeah. I, I can't go 30 minutes without talking to my wife if we're together. You yeah. know, I want to talk to her. She I wants like to talk to me. I like to say it's cheaper to date your wife than hire a divorce lawyer. <sighs> so uh, you know, spend the time, spend the energy, spend the, the money. Yeah. Yeah, to men to, to take care to, of each to, other. To the date wife, and, yeah, and it's much more pleasant than working yeah. through a divorce. That's right. That's right. Going out, holding hands, doing things. We'll I've have been, to do some podcasts on marriage sometime, Doug. We, we will. We, we didn't really get into the marriage stuff this week. We've we been, got to. But uh, yeah, I told the church last night. Debbie and I have been married for uh, fourteen thousand two hundred and thirty days. And uh, well, congratulations <laughs> to Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. I don't know how she got through all that, but I do know this, that every single day is different. Some days are really a struggle, um, probably more so for her than me, but I want to make sure that I take care of that relationship and I work it Yeah. because sometimes I don't, you know, I think like a guy and, and ladies, I want you to know this. Sometimes if your husband's looking up in the air and he says, he's not thinking of anything at all, trust him. We're that shallow, man. You don't have to worry too much about it. Sometimes we just look in the air. Sometimes, you know, uh, Guys are a little bit different, but listen, we love you folks. Please listen to every word Brother Eric's going to tell you in a minute, how you can know for sure you're going to heaven. And if we can help you in any way, drop me a line at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com or Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Uh, look up 
Stephen Huffman, PH, uh, on Facebook followers. Actually, actually, S-T-E-V-E-N. V-E-N, S-T-E-V-E-N, Huffman, on Facebook. Follow him. Check out what's going on with him. Keep in touch with him. Pray for him if you think about it. We're honored to have you, brother. Thank you. We'll bring you back. We'll do a week on marriage through the holidays. So Great. It was good to be with you. Good to be with you, Pastor. God bless you, folks. We love you. Looking forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.